0: Hello, Garage fam. Happy post-Easter. It' me, Garage guy, joined by the, the man, the myth, the legend himself, doing amazing things right now. A multitasker, also known
1: as Gitu. Tan Dale Hart. And Tan. And Dale, Dale Tan Hart. Hart. I'm in a three-wide battle at Talladega right now. 12.42 a.m. Central Time. Nine laps to go this time by. You might hear my steering wheel rattling a little bit, but all I got to say is it's really good to be home on the iRacing rig. All the iRacers out there, I hope you're enjoying losing your safety rating and losing your iRating at Talladega when you get wrecked by an idiot. I'm sure it will happen to me here soon.
0: Yeah, it's been more than great to be home, definitely. Uh, That's why the show's late as well, by the way. It's why we're dropping a Wednesday exclusive me, me, and Dale Boy, we we needed some time. We need. It's been three weeks on the road. I mean, we went Richmond, Martinsville, Bristol Dirt. Literally, just like floating through Love's truck stops, possibly getting uh, stalked to be trafficked by truck drivers. Also, random Walmart parking lots. You know, you got to include
1: Coda in there too. Oh, wrecking behind me. I have wanted yeah. it. Got to sure. include Coda in there too because really, we really only got like a day and a half or two days to be at home. And then we're yeah. immediately back on the road. And it, I mean, Atlanta, Dakota, I think we had a pretty good break, but, um, we did. Dakota back home was a long drive. So I felt like we didn't get that much time.
0: I think I've said it multiple times by now, but yeah, your brain literally goes into just like day-to-day mode to where there's no time. You're just awake and you're yeah. doing things. So that's where we've been. So it's been nice to kind of recollect, gather, gather the thoughts at at the house. And we have to recap Bristol dirt first time racing in on Easter since 1989 did find out for a fact that they have raced on Easter. and It was 1989,
1: which is not a bizarre thing. I mean, we got plenty of sports that play on Easter on Christmas, like, or the NBA is the staple for Christmas day, but. It's not bizarre to, to, to perform on a holiday.
0: No, so. people are home, stuff in their faces. You know, people like you eating entire trays of deviled eggs, especially on Easter.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Love deviled eggs. Absolutely.
0: I don't know how you do it, but, you know, props to you. Um, I, I will say it was great. We did get to eat Easter dinner, by the way. We had a home cooked meal in the media center at Bristol. Uh, shout out to ham, turkey. Uh, mashed potatoes green, green beans. beans oh the green beans were great i've never in my life thought i would be able to eat green beans uh two times in one week on a race weekend trip we had two home-cooked meals essentially I forget
1: about the the warm buttery roll and the easter bunny chocolate you know, yeah got the, cho-
0: the chocolate the, the chocolate uh that that rocked the world actually currently a post of yours on Instagram, over 1,000 likes. because, And I will say it's not because uh, of you or because we were at Bristol Dirt. It is solely because of the rabbit. It's a golden rabbit.
1: Well, I would trade the 1,000 likes on a social media post for the $1,000 I should have won if Tyler Reddick hadn't gotten dumped by Chase Briscoe. Yep. I know we have to talk about it, but, God, it hurts. Still hurts. We do. We definitely
0: have to talk. And, And it hurts me. Even though I won, this has been the weirdest uh, week for me, like trying to, uh, you know, tout my win, um, as most people do when they win things. Uh, Trying to do that has been extremely difficult because every time that I will say like, hey, check out our stuff, Uh, hit the Bristol Dirt this weekend. um, It always brings the memory back to me of Chase Briscoe uh, overshooting himself, uh, trying to do a slide job and taking Tyler Reddick's first NASCAR cup series win away kind of. So uh, yeah, definitely difficult, a difficult week, even with the, I would trade the money I won off Kyle Busch for the Tyler, Tyler Reddick win.
1: That is an unbelievable. I've been on that end with Kyle Busch, the 2021 clash of the Daytona road course. It's incredible. I had, I had Kyle Busch when Blaney and Elliott wrecked each other in this situation. Yeah. Personally, it sucks because we, we love Tyler dude. Like, one of the best drivers in the garage like talent wise and just friendliness and just being an, a, a dude's dude like he's just an awesome guy as a person really so is. knowing him personally like I see how that hurts you um, yeah and, and you really didn't cheer in your video you could see the confusion in the silly video that you had like on your face and won. your body like it was crazy I really didn't know that. I didn't even know who won because For I was, me, it was so or nobody. So I was just stunned. I mean, shell shocked, angry, upset, wanted to throw a temper tantrum, but I was in victory lane at Bristol. So I was like, I can't do that. Uh, I, I'm going to be the bigger person here and and hold it together.
0: Most respectful, to. better in the universe.
1: Hashtag most respectful, better yeah. in the universe. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, those are some great hashtags. I've been seeing a lot of good hashtags on Twitter too since we've been home.
1: I just, there's three laps to go and we're, we've just been three. Oh, they reckon I made it. You oh, made it. we was just about finish? to, no, no, no. It's about to go under caution with two to go. I think uh, I'm in seven. Dude, okay. I was literally just saying how impressed I was with this lobby, holding it together, three wide, a Talladega for like 10 laps. And then they oh, wrecked right next to me. I, made uh, it.
0: I will say this. It would be pretty incredible to uh, have a win uh, on i racing at talladega live on the podcast so oh you'll listen.
1: hear i'll probably be yelling man I, it's so hard to win on this as people know so uh, they, they don't come easy if i can get a win here I'll, you'll you'll hear for sure. I
0: I love it because like now everyone is going to be immediately grabbing their volume notch and turning it down and turn it down
1: just a hair yeah
0: yeah just a tad just a tad bit but yeah um I went back and watched some uh, some footage of the race today we'll definitely kind of dive into that talk a little bit about uh the scene in Bristol in the Tri City area I think that'd probably be a perfect place to kind of kick it off I just want to start off this entire uh, you know, recap by saying shout out to pals. Um, uh, what, what is it pals? Uh, sudden service, a restaurant that is only located in the Bristol tri city areas, which I guess mean that it's what Tennessee, uh, Virginia, and maybe North Carolina. I, I don't know why they would call it tri city, if, it's just like,
1: yeah, I don't know. It's I I don't know either, but it doesn't matter. Pals is fucking good. Just go to Bristol and go to Pals. It is, it is delicious. I got yeah. to, we got to eat it three times. I'd say the third time wasn't as good as the first two, but we went to a different Pals and it was, you know, a little bit different. But the Pals that's the closest to Bristol Motor Speedway was incredible. Loved it. So yeah, it's a shame they're only in that area, dude. It is top notch fast food. It's pretty, no question sad. about it.
0: Uh, I will say that my favorite time at Pals was the third time because I figured out what I like on my burger and the taste was super superior. Because the first one, you know, having the lettuce, the tomato and the sauce on it was kind of sloppy. I'm not, you know, I, I was the kid that always gave his sloppy Joe to his friend in high school at lunch day for sloppy Joe's. Wasn't a big sloppy Joe guy. It kind of gave me sloppy Joe vibes. It was still a tasty burger, um, but just yeah, uh, the the mess slime of the bun just like literally falling off of the top. I love of love that the burger. I I can't do it. I don't. Uh, know. I
1: love I love sauce, man. I'm a big sauce guy. So I like I like the messiness. I, I appreciate the messiness. But
0: gallons of ranch for Christmas for you.
1: Oh yeah, bit. I'm a huge ranch guy. Huge ranch guy. But. Uh, Yeah, pals. Incredible. Really good French fries. Good burgers. Good milkshake. And then you got the classic peach. I guess it's rare. Uh, peach mellow yellow, strawberry mellow yellow, all that stuff. It's pretty good too.
0: All of that, just mellow yellow in general. Where the fuck do you get mellow yellow this day and age? The only places I've seen it are NASCAR media centers and pals. That's about the only. I think they
1: don't they sponsor. don't they sponsor the NHRA as well? is, it, is that still a thing?
0: Uh, possibly. I don't really watch the NHRA. I probably should though. I think of it's, Tony. if
1: it if it's not right now, it was sponsored by NHRA. So if shout out to, to NHRA. Probably will find some Mellyella. Yeah. 42, the staggered 42.
0: hmm That's the one. Uh, you have the Coors light jacket. Uh, so that's yeah. when he graduated from Melayella to Coors Light. Um, he yep. was a boy drinking Melliella at Pals, became a man drinking Coors Light. Uh, some folks would argue that that is basically horse piss in a can. Um, yeah, I'm not
1: a, I'm, not the, I'm not a big Coors Light guy. I like, I like Bud Light, Budweiser, Bush yeah. Light. Those are kind of – Yeah, I love a Budweiser on draft. I will say that. Yeah,
0: Bud Zero I went these to college days drinking, for
1: me. I went to college drinking Bush Light in Mississippi. Uh, natural light. I drank a lot of natty light too, but I've grown into more of a bush light, bud light guy.
0: Yeah. That's, what's crazy for me, I guess just the, you know, only, only being what four years older than you. uh, It was like Michelob ultra was the beer of of choice. That was like your bush light, I guess you would say. It's weird for though. Us. Like,
1: yeah, no, a lot of people drank Michelob in college. Like that was specifically what the girls would drink if they drank beer most of the time. But I just think Michelob doesn't – I just think it tastes terrible now. And I used to not feel that way. But, God, I, I just don't like the taste of it.
0: Yeah. I think that's proof that uh, girls are late on trends, um, maybe. They're supposed to be early on trends. They were late on this trend. And they see you, you see the boys, they're on to a new beer. And now, in another two years, girls will be drinking Bush Light while guys are drinking, like, Rolling Rocks. Because Well, now be it's like
1: day. now it's like the seltzer world has just taken over. So I don't know. I don't know what we'll what we'll see. I'm glad
0: I missed that boat. Um, I'm not. I, I'm big Team Lacroix guy these days. But Ugh. yeah, yeah, big Lacroix guy. If you if you drink seltzer, you're basically drinking Lacroix with alcohol. That's all it is.
1: Yeah, but that's the kicker: is the alcohol makes it worth drinking, right? Like, right? Yeah, I just, like, why, why, How? How can just, I enjoy drinking a Lacroix? I, well, I just it just tastes like shit. I'm just sitting there like, wow, this is great.
0: I'm just, I'm just going to become that old grumpy, like sober guy. And I'm just going to be like, Oh, that's, that's that, that's that pussy stuff here. Just drink this vodka. That's all you're trying to do anyway. You know, the guy that no one likes that's sober. We'll start doing that.
1: Yeah. Be that guy. I'm going
0: to carry vodka around as a sober man. Just be like, put that pussy shit down. Drink this. You
1: can be that guy as long as you don't be that, uh, that chase Briscoe guy who, uh, look, I, we got to start talking about some basketball. <laughs> yeah, all right. We got to get but on it. Don't yeah. be that Chase Briscoe guy, throw a slide job, and, and, and ruin my retirement fund after yeah. I just replenished it the day before. And then um, not get punched in the face. Um, yeah, it's funny. Just to talk about the aftermath of that, everybody's kind of – feel like a lot of people were perplexed that they didn't fight. But, you know, I mean, neither one of those guys were that guy. Let's just be honest. They're both nice dudes, badass wheelmen who are very professional. Yeah. And it's funny, though, because uh, Andy Petrie was over there close to me. And Andy Petrie was upset. He was sitting there next to Richard Childress. or some pit crew members. They were upset. They were like, that, that engagement should have gone differently. And I don't blame them for being that way. I mean, just had a win stolen from your team. That's tough, man. That is really, really tough. But at the end of the day, I like and appreciate that the competitors and the guys driving the cars were as respectful to each other as they were. I thought it was very impressive.
0: No, absolutely. And it's just a testament to, to the fact that, you know, Reddick and Briscoe have been racing with each other for years. And I feel like most NASCAR fans will know that, that have been following with these two guys in their careers. They've been kind of plucking along, but they know how each other races. I feel like Tyler would have probably tried the same thing on Chase if Chase would have been in the lead.
1: That's kind of um, what he said, too. He was like, Yeah, I do the same thing. Like, well, see, that,
0: that 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 sews it all up right there because, like, that's that is just like hard racing. And so, that is like the one thing that I will say that I love about both of them, even as bad as it sucks that it happened the way it did. They just love to race hard. And with you talking about Andy Petrie being livid you know if tyler doesn't want to fight Chase, you can't force people to fight that has to that's an emotional thing that has to happen from their own will like you remember ty gibbs sam Mayer. ty got out you know and he was looking like the cop from terminator with his helmet on and went over there and did that and there was no one that told him any any different so i think why not – you know, why didn't Andy Petrie go punch him in the face? Maybe it's time we see some of that kind of action. I want I want pit member fights. That's what we need. If, if the drivers don't want to fight, crew chief fights, pit crew fights, whatever, and settle it like that. That's something that no one would probably see coming.
1: Hold on. White flag.
0: Oh.
1: Ah, this guy blocked me. Made a terrible Damn. block. Damn Oh, I, uh, oh man, I got turned again. What did I get? Fifth. Yep. You, you, okay. You finished fifth. Yeah. P five coming to the line. You did it for Terry. That. You did yeah. it for
0: Terry. I got wrecked Congrats. Twice
1: coming to the line. Guys making terrible blocks. That's what I racing is all about. Though. People make bad blocks. So
0: yeah. Anyway, but comment, your, your comment on, uh, on, if we should have, uh, pit crew or, uh, crew chief fights. In NASCAR.
1: Sorry, sorry. People are chirping. People are talking shit up in here. Okay, America. All right. Oh right, yeah, we're done with that. Going to back out of here real quick. Yeah. No, I um I disagree with that. Actually, I think it's it's all about the drivers. If when you start getting the pit crew guys involved, uh, those are some big dudes. Those are like the the former football players and the former collegiate athletes that.
0: What's wrong with that?
1: See, I just think that the drivers should handle it amongst themselves. You get the pit crew guys involved, then you're going to have a big mosh pit. And it is, I mean, like, look, it's exciting when it happens. There's no doubt about it. But that's how you start getting people hurt, like the driver's wives, their kids, uh, pit reporters, people who are trying to cover it. Like, then it just turns into like a, a mosh pit, like we saw in 2014 with Jeff Gordon and Brad Keselowski. Uh, Crew members getting involved, punching the drivers. Um, Oh, shit. Yeah. And then 2012, Clint Boyer, Jeff Gordon, same kind of shit happening. Pit crew members attacking Jeff Gordon while Boyer's still out there. I'm not a fan of that as much as I want the two drivers to duke it out.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. I kind of see what you mean. Yeah. We don't want any driver's wives, children of any sorts getting hurt. Uh, Equipment, especially. It's expensive. Don't need to break that. I could definitely probably see – uh, there would probably be one pit crew member. If that did happen on a regular basis, someone would go to jail for murdering someone with the space gun that they used to change the tires. Um, more, right. more than likely would happen. So we got to, yeah. yeah, we got to keep away from that crew chief fights one-on-one though, I don't think would be a bad thing. Oh, well, cool.
1: I think of 2004 Chicago land, Tommy Baldwin, who at the time was the guy for Casey Kane, Went over to uh, Tony Stewart's pit stall when Tony Stewart wrecked Casey Kane on a restart, and a fight happened with with those guys. I don't think Greg Zipadelli, who was a crew chief for Tony Stewart, was directly involved, but some pit crew guys stopped Tommy Baldwin, and uh, it got pretty physical. It's a, you could look if you if you aren't familiar with it, look it up. Just t- uh, 2004 Chicago Land NASCAR fight, and it's okay. pretty iconic. But I don't know. Man. I just think. Driver to driver is the best way for everything to be solved, regardless if there is violence, if there's no violence, if it doesn't become physical. Driver to driver is the best way because we've seen some, we've seen some electrifying, iconic moments with some team members. But my favorite moments are like the Gibbs versus Mayor. I love that yeah. Harvick versus Chase. I love that Harvick versus Harvick's fought about five or six people or been on the verge of fighting that many people. Um, I like the conflicts like that when it's the drivers. And everybody just stays out of it. Those are my favorite because I hate seeing a pit crew guy come in and punch one of the drivers or yank him down on the ground. Like, that shit bothers me. Uh, now I hope the crew chiefs – I don't know. If you want a crew chief to crew chief fight, I can't think of a time where that's, where that's happened. Like, do you imagine, like, Cliff Daniels? going into getting into a fight with somebody you know dude, like cliff daniels would murder someone do you have you ever
0: stared into that guy's eyes i don't think he hey, yeah stole, he, he
1: reminds me of like a terminator mm-hmm. but he's, he's very like but i think that same that same idea about him makes him like to me i see the image of cliff daniels like never getting in a fight or a confrontation like that you know Right. Oh, oh, you know, Adam Stevens actually, who was who used to be Kyle Bush's crew chief, almost got in a fight with somebody on Martin Truex's team a few years back. And that was a that was pretty funny. That was pretty Yeah. Cool.
0: That but, would have been that would have been neat to see. But yeah, no, I totally get like I'm I, in my brain, like I'm like all like thinking about like someone like Freddie Kraft like getting out with the hoodie on, you know, just going to bust a motherfucker in the face. Like that would be pretty cool. Um, but it doesn't have to happen. The moral of the story is if drivers don't want to fight, don't get mad because they don't want to. But if you were mad and you wish they would fight, then you should probably fight yourself. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, you know what I mean. So did that did that make sense? I hope. I hope for. Everyone <laughs> I'm not
1: start. even sure. I'm yeah. not even sure if it did. But, but-
0: uh, on, on to on to Bristol trip. Great uh, great campsite we had. We were on top of a mountain. Uh, my calves got stronger. I'm sure yours did as well. Uh, for the times we didn't have go-karts. Um, Fan zone was great. Uh, getting to see the squad, as always, uh, the LTC crew. Shout out to, to Cody. Shout out to Jacob. Shout out to uh, all the boys. Uh, they Cooper. know who they are. And Cooper. Yeah, shout out to Cooper. And, uh, and Buddy and Seth. Uh, big motor we like it was just great getting to go back to the stands and we talk about it all the time like bristol's like that one race where like it is great to watch it from the stands like and i found out uh the cup race we watched the truck race pretty much from the stands but the cup race i watched about one stage up there and then went down you came not too long after and we finished the uh the cup race in the infield bristol dirt wasn't too bad from the infield watching from victory lane i'll say that much
1: yeah, the Victory Lane platform is really cool at Bristol. If you can get up on top of that thing, it is a sick place to, to watch the action. I really didn't expect it to be that cool. But the stands uh, still really trump all – I mean, that there is not a bad seat at Bristol Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. It is incredible no matter where you sit. As long as you're like a lit, like – I would say 10 to 15 rows up, like not right next to the fence – I mean, you can see the whole track. It is so awesome. You can see every battle that uh, TV, Fox, or NBC might miss, which we know they they don't cover all the battles all the time. We've seen some complaints about that. So you can rectify that issue by going to Bristol and sitting in the greatest. The last great Coliseum is what they call it. So it was an awesome time. The campground was good. There was a lot of people there for an Easter weekend. I think we can do better on attendance, but we know that it's the Bristol dirt race is coming back because the TV ratings were really good, really sharp for a rain, for a race that was rain delayed uh, multiple, a couple of different times. Ooh. So um, it was the most watched Bristol race since 2016 period. So That's I think, big. and the, with the, the way the, the finish was NASCAR got everything they wanted out of it. And look, I hate, I hate the idea of dirt on Bristol. It is such a fantastic racetrack. It should not lose a date to a dirt project. But at the end of the day, ratings trump everything. TV money trumps everything. We saw an increased attendance than what we had in 2019, 2018 probably as well. And at the end of the day, it's about what we saw on TV, the ratings that it got, which was a peak of 4.5 million people an average of 4 million people watched it. So uh, uh, another increase in ratings, as we've seen for the most of this season, which is a great sign. It's up like 18% year to year. So I know a lot of people like saw the stands on TV. Uh, And this is just like clarification for people that did see the stands on TV once the rain started hitting and delaying everything. Before it started raining and became a problem, the stands, I think, were over fifty to sixty percent full. Yeah. Now and I that's go huge any, for Easter. I wouldn't go any further than sixty percent, but when the rain hit and started delaying, people started leaving. Now, I saw some people tweeting like, "Man, on TV, there was no more than that's that stadium wasn't ten percent full." No, that's just completely incorrect. It was about sixty percent full until the rain got there. So keep that in mind that. Not only did we see a huge boost in TV ratings, we did see some increased attendance. So,
0: Also keep in mind that if you're the type of person that wants to stare at stands instead of the race that is happening on the track, um, you should probably buy tickets to races instead of watching them on TV because why are you watching stands? Um, It shouldn't matter. The main thing is, like you said, the ratings were there. Michael Jordan is definitely writing a letter right now trying to – Really, just hammer home the fact that they need TV money for teams because of these ratings now. That's definitely happening. He's already done it once. He's going to do it twice now. So be ready for that. Michael Jordan will not rest until TV money is in the pockets of 2311 so that Kubu or uh, Bubba can get a win. That's guaranteed. Uh, and I will say that uh, Kubu was kind of a star. Uh, the show on Saturday, getting to watch him duck behind alleys randomly. Um, that was cool. If you didn't get to watch the race preview show, it obviously there's really no benefit other than just, you know, joining us to watch it now, but you should check it out. You'll get to see us, uh, literally watch Kurt Busch go hide in an alley. It was pretty cool. Um, Definitely got to try to find a way to meet that guy. And we met some some dudes actually. We met a met a guy and a couple of people at the track that day. A guy that works for Monster has an exclusive hat um, from Monster, a rope hat. Rope hat,
1: yeah, yeah. Rope that's sick. Rope hat. It was um uh, JD, I think is his name. was his name? JD Corey uh, and Brian, maybe possibly. Anyway. I didn't uh, talk.
0: I didn't talk to the other guy much. We did. We, I talked to Corey the most.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Corey yeah. and JD. Uh, all three of those guys were very nice. And you guys ever see us at a racetrack? I feel like I end up saying this almost every episode. Come and talk to us. Like we we enjoy the conversation. We enjoy people just coming up and saying, "Hey, uh, we really appreciate it," and always like to talk to race fans about whatever. I mean, we shot the shit with those guys for thirty minutes at least. So yeah. You know, I, I always appreciate guys that want to come up and, and talk racing. Uh, Big just, vibe, guys.
0: We, we like to vibe at the tracks for sure. Um, but, yeah, other than that, Saturday the truck race was great. We got to meet Ben Rhodes. Uh, you hit a whopper of a bet. I think you had him. Did you have him at plus – Is it was it plus 1,200 or more?
1: 1,200. And uh, okay. the kicker here, it's crazy how much he dropped to the uh, when we got closer to green flag. Well, I took him at 1,200. I let the Discord, the Garage Guys Discord, by the way, this is what is advantageous about being a member of the Discord is if I see lines like that, I usually will let them, everybody in the Discord community know, hey, I really like what I saw in practice. This is specifically to Ben Rhodes. Really liked what I saw in practice up close in person. It looked like he was the best truck in traffic. He could put the truck on the bottom or on the top and was fast. And I gave that information out. And I was like, Rhodes is still plus 1,200 right now. Uh, so I hammer time, hammer time Ben Rhodes early. And by the time the green flag dropped, he was plus 400, plus 500. And these, this was a race where you had Logano and Chase Elliott in the field. And Ben Rhodes had dropped to an equal favorite with those guys. I mean, that is insane he had dropped that much. But nonetheless, uh, Ben Rhodes did win that race in dramatic fashion. It was awesome. Uh, I thought he had no chance. And the way the cautions fell, he had a great restart, jumped up there. and Also, we talk about TV ratings. Truck Night in America just fucking blew it away on TV ratings. Like, one of the highest view truck races ever. I Rick mean, it's absolutely incredible. Trucks are on the way up. Truck Night in America, better than Formula One, confirmed. 100%. And there's a lot of money to be made. I just realized I updated my, my betting tracker tonight on my spreadsheet and oh, uh, I predicted let's see trucks I'm at plus 22 and a half units now in the year Ooh. and there has been six races I've predicted the winner of four of those six races Kyle Bush has been in three of those races and I picked him none of those three times and the two races I didn't pick uh I had Ben Rhodes and he finished second both of them so we literally have been uh, just killing it in trucks on accuracy. So, yeah,
0: you have been killing it in trucks on accuracy. There's a reason that Dale is called the greatest in the universe. There's not another soul that I've met in this world. I bet mainly on cup. That's my thing. And most people do. Never met a human being that is able to go from trucks to Xfinity to cup like you are in a weekend and just be able to smash shit all the way. And that's why we call you get you. And that's it.
1: Greatest in the universe, but I will say Xfinity needs some work. I've gotten hammered in Xfinity in the last couple weeks. Uh, I'm actually like Sam negative. Mayer's face, hammered. Oh, yeah. I'm on the negative side of Xfinity now. So um, that's tough. That's very tough. Martinsville was a shit show and that hurt. But, you know, going back to Bristol, the Ben Rhodes thing was huge. And I, I like many, I figured out had Tyler Reddick and uh, you were one of those people, but we all lost and you won with kfb
0: so just to talk about it for a minute like obviously i've i've said all that i can to convince people and i don't need to convince anyone honestly because everyone should know that i bet on Reddit, especially if you follow dale and i on action network the bet was there um and so yeah that's what i wanted but with kyle I was on Kyle early in the week, man. And it was a total gut boy play. It was just, it was a, it was all about the energy. I had this narrative in my head and I've had it since the beginning of the season. Um, at first I was like, if there's one race, I think Ricky Stenhouse can win. It's going to be Bristol dirt. As we started approaching probably after, I think it was the clash when, when Joey Logano and Kyle Bush were battling like that, I immediately like the thought crept into my head just like, man, Joey Logano has literally taken, uh, two inaugural races in the past year now. He took the inaugural dirt race. He took the inaugural uh, clash at the Coliseum. Kyle Bush is supposed to be the man of NASCAR, he's supposed to be the greatest, you know. And so it just, I don't know why the correlation. I talked about it and I'll say it briefly again. I just, I go back to Brickyard 400, inaugural Brickyard 400. Jeff Gordon wins it the next year. Dale Sr. comes back, bounces back, and wins it. And I had that same kind of mentality with Dirt this year because, especially after Logano getting the clash, I was like, Kyle has to get an an inaugural race or like a race that is like new to the to the sport and especially one that's at Bristol, which was a track that he has just dominated at through the years. Um, And so when I started noticing that, like, you know, his son Braxton does dirt cars, he's racing. I start seeing Kyle doing more dirt stuff and then he did Tulsa shootout. And so it's just like all that kind of adding up in my brain. I'm just like, I'm going to bet on Kyle Busch to win this race, because if there's one non-dirt guy that I feel like is going to feel like he should have this win, it's going to be him. And just seeing what I saw over the off season of him actually going out of his way to hit these dirt tracks and race them and win on them. I was like, yeah, in the back of his mind, I don't care what anybody says. I don't even care if he tells me this to his face. In the back of his mind, he's like, I'm going to win that fucking dirt race. And he was determined. And even though that he got it, he stole it kind of, if people want to call it that, it, it kind of like when Harvick got the Darlington win a couple years back with Truex and Elliot got into it. Or when we had one that you mentioned earlier on this one, um, where uh, what was the race you were talking about? Where The
1: clash in 2021 where okay. Elliot and Blaney yeah. took each other out. And, then and he Kyle was there.
0: It doesn't matter. The, the, he, he was there. And the thing about it is. Look, is a that, win's a win.
1: A win's yeah, a win. A but, but, a, but aside
0: from it, I mean, when you look at practice and then you look at green flag speed of that race, Kyle was up there in contention the whole night.
1: Yeah, he definitely was. He, was a top, he definitely was a top five guy. No question. He was a top three guy. He was a top three guy. He
0: was. He would have finished the, third.
1: Briscoe, here, here's how that race went. If you were in the lead, you had the best car. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. We saw Daniel Suarez play the strategy card and lead like 60 laps. No one could pass him. Uh, the only guy that could pass for the lead was Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe had the best car, had the best car through traffic, had the best car out in front. And then I think Kyle Busch had the second best car. And then the third was or I'll take this back. Whoever was in the lead had the best car. Chase Briscoe had the, the next best car. And then Kyle. Chase Bush Briscoe had the had best, best hands.
0: That. That's what he had the best hands and the best feet. That motherfucker can really until, until the end. Until the end. Until the end. But dude, he had he had to
1: he had to do
0: that. If he, he was so to fast, win,
1: man. He was unbelievable. Watching him, I don't know how the broadcast was, but watching him weave through traffic in person was ridiculous, man. Like he he was just so dialed in. And he, he even turned said, it like, into
0: a sprint car.
1: In the last 20, 30 laps, he said it's the hardest he's ever driven a race car in his entire life. I respect That's, the hell out of that, dude. That and I've been saying it since day one, that that guy is a bad motherfucker. After I saw him win at the road course in 2018 at uh, Charlotte Roval, driving for Tony Stewart, gets a full-time job, I, I just immediately was like, this guy right here, he's something. And I, I said it earlier this year, I said, this guy's going to win a race this season, I wrote about it, actually. And then I said uh, after he won at Phoenix, which I predicted in my Action Network picks, biggest, possibly the biggest win I'll ever have, plus 5,000. I feel like we bring that up every episode. but I love it, though, it's, because it's that crazy. is. It deserves yeah. to
0: be talked about all the time, because that I, was fucking nuts.
1: I think with him and Redick, and y- shit, I mean, ain't. I think –
0: yeah, that was what's I crazy the most the wins about we with had these guys, We had two plus 5,000 guys at Phoenix, Chastain yeah, and fucking Yeah, and they Briscoe. ran
1: one too. Yeah. Damn. But my, my thing with Briscoe, I felt like once he got a win, they were just going to start clicking off. He's just going to start winning repeatedly. But you can make that argument that Chastain and, and Reddick will do the same thing. So yeah, just full disclaimer, Chastain full disclaimer, I'm betting on Tyler Redick this weekend at Talladega. Everybody's going to forget about yeah. it. they say oh. They're gonna say he's got no shot. He's not a he's not a restrictor plate guy. By the way, he's won at Daytona in Xfinity and Cup. Or I'm sorry, Xfinity and Trucks. Why can't he win at a super speedway and cup? I don't know. He's just, gonna win this weekend. Let's call it right now. Tyler Reddick right. plus 2,500. That's I, I'm gonna bet on him. So you need to let log you guys that. now.
0: You need to log that on action network so I can go tail it. And is there anything else about why? We should bet on Tyler Reddick at Talladega this weekend.
1: Yeah, actually. So, so uh, another narrative Juju play. The narrative Juju stuff has worked a lot this year, mm-hmm. uh, and, and most recently with Chase and the Kyle Bush pick. But remember back at Atlanta, we talked about it on the preview show. Uh, Jeff Gordon back in the booth for Atlanta, William Byron, number 24 uh debuting the liberty paint scheme the liberty flame paint scheme goes out and wins it at atlanta why can't tyler Reddick go out and win at talladega when dale jr joins the fox booth former driver the number eight the, the man that made the number eight so special no one has won a race in that number eight car since dale Earnhardt jr at richmond in 2006 why well, can't Tyler Reddick go win while he's up in the booth and have another crazy narrative juju moment like we saw at Atlanta with Jeff Gordon? I could see it. I could totally see it happening. Gordon he's gets big. in the booth. Byron wins. Dale Jr. gets in the booth. Reddick wins. I think I I love I love the sound of that.
0: It, no, it is too. Like like you said, the juju plays are real. When you mention that, like. It's a no-brainer that I'm I'm with you all the way because watching I didn't bet on William Byron in Atlanta when he won, but after watching that and then realizing after the fact that like like the Jeff Gordon thing and all that, even though that you had discussed it, it was just I don't know why, just passed. I w- I was like I will never miss another one of these ever. So yeah, I'm all in on that. Plus we got to get the Red Dog win. The Red Dog win is coming. And, and I feel it, and I'm ready for it. And I'm actually looking right now to see if paint uh, schemes have been unveiled for Talladega or not. And I want to see if if Reddick has red on his car anywhere. He's got Bet MGM. He's Bet MGM this weekend. Don't
1: worry about that.
0: Don't worry. Yeah. About that. Well, well, you know what? Dale Jr. once ran a white car for the MLB and Budweiser. So there's white on uh the bet mgm car and that was at a super speedway when he did that after and that was 2001 so yeah that was a big year that was a very important race it was an incredible race for dale jr at a super speedway in a white and red car uh black white and gold car now uh there's white there so if you had any paint scheme stuff because dale jr likes paint schemes if you you had any problem with that, now you know. Plus, it's betting, and we're betting on him, so it, it, everything is there. Everything you need is there, and I love it. So yeah, that's yep. the one bet we get on the on the recap of Bristol Dirt. But I guess uh, before we cap it up, we've been going for a minute. I just want to make uh, one more comment on the race itself, and I uh, just would like to say that I was heavily confused uh, with the rain and the pit stops, and I guess. The only thing that uh, maybe would be cool to see is that you can't, you know, I don't think no one predicted we would have rain on Sunday, but definitely make the drivers happy and uh, may, maybe make the the race a little more similar to uh, how normal pit stops or if someone pits and then someone stays out goes, I think that would be kind of cool.
1: I don't think the concept is wrong and how they handled it. Well, because no, of it's how long none it takes. Of the driver, a nobody understood what was happening. Yeah. Not a fucking person had a clue what the rules were. That's the issue. It's not the issue that caution laps uh, are or that, in that moment they don't count. The issue is the drivers and the teams not knowing the rules. So I have no problem with the way they did that, the way that the rule is laid out. My, my problem is making sure the drivers and teams are aware of that situation next time.
0: Yeah, they'll, they'll figure – I think that if they just figure out, like, maybe something to do that is a little bit more evened out after stages. Like, if you have a caution for, like, dirt and mud, you shouldn't go, like, you know, seven laps down or whatever because they're having to clean that. But maybe after stages, like, maybe that'll make it be – become a little bit more strategic for some of the teams possibly. So – because there really wasn't much strategy uh, w- with it being the way that it is.
1: Well and here's well here's the thing with with dirt races you just I don't I don't see an avenue of how they can do competitive pit stops I just don't so you have controlled pit stops which makes the only strategy that you can do is either stay out or or pit like if right. everybody pits you stay out and I think that will be an important factor in years to come if we continue to do this because in cup or trucks we have seen very limited tire wear. So when when like when Daniel Suarez and Ross Chastain stayed out, they were running 20 20th to 25th. They stay out, get track position, they ran both in the top 5, top 10. And Daniel Suarez was unpassable until we had a restart. So yep. yeah, I um as the way dirt racing goes, dirt the, and, and any dirt Racing series you have seen on local short tracks, uh World of Outlaws or Street Stocks, they nobody does competitive pit stops. It's just not a characteristic of dirt racing. So I don't know yeah. what else they can do there except leave it how it is and uh just make sure all the drivers are aware of the rules, what happens when a driver pits or a driver stays out under a caution period.
0: Yeah, I don't think they should have competitive stops by any means. That's not what I meant by that at all, but I just just to clarify. Um, the main thing was, it's just after the stages, like if someone is to come in, they, I just don't think that the whole freeze field thing should, should be in the, to effect, but it's, uh, it is what it is, I guess we'll say. And they're, they're, they're going to figure out what to do. NASCAR, they, they got people on that, so it's going to be fine, but that was definitely crazy, but just a crazy night overall. Uh, I will say personally, I, I love Bristol on concrete. I love Bristol on dirt and I don't mind the race at all. I think it was great. I love cars going sideways, love a little drift action. Even though it it, you know, Chase Briscoe, the whole thing happened with Tyler. It was it was just amazing to watch him rip, dude. That guy is incredible. Like we already have said, there's really nothing else needs to be said with him on that. My
1: my last my last thing is i I'm, I'm with you, all the traditionalists and all the people that don't want to lose a date for regular bristol it's but it's arguably the greatest track on the schedule so for me it's disappointing that we have to lose a concrete date i'd like to see us go to a dedicated dirt track and do what we did on sunday night hell put it on easter that's fine i think easter works great sunday night tv ratings fantastic take it to eldor take it to a different market where you have a dedicated dirt track that'd be perfect But I don't hate Bristol dirt. I will say that. I don't hate it. I think it's really badass because that's the first time in the history of the sport where we raced on an oval, on dirt, in the rain at Bristol and completed a full race. That's pretty badass. That is pretty badass that, that NASCAR accomplished that. And it didn't get rained out. We were able to finish it. So I think it's cool. I think the situation is cool. It's just very... Uh, love hate kind of deal when you lose a great racetrack to a, a dirt project. Yep. And that's it. And I, and I got you back fully on that.
0: Hopefully everybody in the garage fam does as well. But uh, main thing here is uh, we're going to keep enjoying our time. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We will be heading to Talladega uh, next on the schedule. So if you're going to be out in Dega, say what's up, we'll have the preview show up. Uh, hopefully we'll see you in the infields. Uh, we'll be in the infield Dega Boulevard, Gonna be living it up. Got so some cool excited. guests.
1: So Got some excited, cool man. guests
0: coming up for that one, and then uh, after that, we have uh, we have another three week stint. We're going on, so we're leaving Talladega. We're gonna be going to uh, to the fields of Dove. I'm so ready to return to the fields of Dove in Dover, Delaware, uh, by the Dover Downs Casino, where we will once again place a cash bet at the casino on the race, and hopefully make it two years in a row where we have walked away with cash in hand. Uh, that was just an experience like no other, um, cannot wait.
1: swept over last week or last year. So I'm excited for that
0: beauty. And then, uh, and then after that, if I'm not mistaken, we have Darlington, the race where we are actually on the, uh, one of the covers for emails. So shout to Darlington for using our
1: image. Appreciate you. But Um, right now Talladega is going to be a fucking blast. If you want to come have a beer, hit me up. Uh, I, I've the last couple of weeks have been tough on responding to message requests. So if you're one of those people, I sincerely apologize, but this week I've got time. If you want to come have a beer, come party on the boulevard with us. Uh, just send us a DM, Twitter, yeah. Instagram. I'll be sure to, to get a response to you guys. So apologize for anybody that's kind of been left hanging. I'm trying to go through them all. It sucks, man. When you get on TV, people just blow your feet up with, with the same screenshot. I can't. people that I've never, I don't even know people that don't even follow me. It's so bizarre. It's funny, but you know, it's, it, it definitely kind of clouds up all my, all my inboxes, but nonetheless, I going to be fun. Let's win some bets. Let's win some money. It's going to be fun. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be a hell of a time.
0: That's it. We'll get the work done early so we can party and hang out with the fam. be in the discord. If you're not already, uh, click the link. It's in the description on this podcast. Uh, make sure that you're in there and that's another great way to communicate with us effectively. So my notifications are back on because you can miss things quick if they're not. Um, so I have my notifications on for discord. You should turn them on for your phone as well. And then, you know, to follow us on action network, we'll have all of our, uh, bets coming up for Dega and then we'll talk more about that on the race preview show. But, uh, Love you, Garage Fam, uh, and hope you enjoy your week before Dega. And because I know we we are, that will happen. And uh, Dale, I hope you win a, another race on iRacing after we get off of this.
1: It's gonna be tough, but it is Taladega, and anything's possible. It's time I'm to win. But thanks, it. love you, Garage Fam. Hope to see you guys out at Dega, Dover, Darlington next few weeks. It's gonna be gonna be a blast. Let's get it.